and welcome to CDCR Unlocked. This is the podcast of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. My name is Chrissy Hohobashvili, and I think I am joined by the person that I email the most in the department. Um, Jill Johnston is our Chief of Case Record Services, and Chelsea Hardcastle joins us as a Case Record Supervisor from High Desert State Prison. And before we get started, I just want to say thank you for that, Jill. We are on email nights, weekends. (laughs) We are. (laughs) So if you could, um, starting with you, Jill, if you could please introduce yourself and briefly describe your role at CDCR. My name is Jill Johnston. I am the Chief of Case Records Services. Um, We are responsible for many aspects of records within the department. Um, We have a lot of, upon the reception of inmates to release, and so we are responsible for all of those records um, through all the institutions, and then we have a few little case records offices at headquarters as well. And Chelsea, same question, if you could introduce yourself and describe your role in the department. Absolutely. Um, I'm Chelsea Hardcastle, and I work for High Desert State Prison now. Um, I have been with the department for going on 17 years. 16 and a half of those years were with uh, CCC, and now I'm up here at High Desert. Um, I'm a correctional case records supervisor, and um, I provide training to case records analysts and other staff within our office, along with completing the paroles and everything of our inmates that are getting ready to parole. Um, There's just, I mean, I guess a lot that goes into a case record supervisor, but I feel like having the experience I have with my past and working all the desks that I do, it makes me a better coworker and a supervisor. So I'm happy to be here today. So I have tried to describe case records to people before, um, and now I want to know if I did it right. I've described it by saying, you know, every person who is sentenced to state prison, they have a file with them. They have their, they have the, what the court has said their sentence is. They have information about their, um, like their risk assessments, their programs. Um, they could earn credit, a uh, good conduct credit or credits for finishing programs, milestones. So this file that follows them it stays with them forever and we have it even after they leave. And so case records are the folks that are responsible for making sure that that is an accurate file and that we're following all of our policies and direction in determining what that person's release date is essentially. Absolutely. That's exactly what we do. Um, when the court sentences uh, inmate to state prison, um, they're delivered to one of our uh, three reception centers. Um, they process their records, um, and then through their period of incarceration, they um, can earn positive program credits. Um, they could take some losses, um, and we apply those. We also, uh, they get additional commitments, um, so we have to apply those sentences. Um, they may go resentence. There's a lot of resentences right now, so there's a lot of resentencing laws that have been implemented. So um, we'll process those as well. And then all through their incarceration until their release and um, making sure that we meet our legal requirements for notifications, whether it's law enforcement notifications or victims ex of kin notifications, all through parole. So like just about everything at CDCR, we have case records at headquarters, and then we have case records at the institution. How are they 
um, similar or different? And how do how do you interact with Jill and the team at headquarters, Chelsea? Um, so for the most part, I would say that the jobs are very similar. I mean, we all play a role in making sure these inmates' dates are calculated correctly and what the court sentence sentences them to is appropriate. And um, if it's not, we refer it to the legal processing unit, which is located at headquarters. Um, the same with we make contact with um, the BPH unit, the parole board audit unit, um, when inmates are up for, you know, the parole board, when they possibly have a life sentence to an elderly parole um, eligibility date to a youth offender date. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things that we make contact with with um, case records regarding that. Um, for the most part, I feel like we all kind of do the same job. Um, I'll ask both of you this question, but I will start with Jill. How did you get into this field and what do you enjoy about it? Oh, that's a funny story. Good. Um, I actually... Uh, was working for a different state agency and applied for a new job. And upon getting ready to go to the interview, I was asking directions to where Repressa, California was because I had no idea. I had no idea I was applying for a job at a prison. <laughs> I will be honest. I was 22, <laughs> didn't know any better. It's amazing. <laughs> um, and then when I was like asking co-workers for direction they were like you don't know where repress is and I was like no can you it's by Folsom and I'm like okay and they're like you know that's a prison correct <laughs> so I literally found out about two or three hours before amazing um so yeah I had actually no idea so um I kind of just fundled into it and uh started off as an office assistant at Folsom State Prison and just worked way through it, going to a couple of different records offices, different prisons, uh, board of parole hearings. So I've made my way around locally. Um, but yeah, I didn't purposely try to. But then again, this was 30 years ago. so, And I was just young. and Well, it was obviously the right decision. <laughs> You've been here. It's now, what, 30 years later, you said? Yes. Um, what once the shock of 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 walking into the state prison um <laughs> the, that surprise wore off um you know what what is it that has kept you at the department and in this um field for so long you know it's it's interesting work there's always something new it's ever changing you get sucked in i don't even know how to explain it and maybe chelsea has a better explanation but i really think is you kind of just get sucked into it and you like it and then you know, a lot of people, you know, some people may go to another agency. I went to the Board of Parole hearings for a year, and then I ended up taking a promotion back into records. You end up liking the work. It's interesting. Um, I love looking up things in the penal code and trying to put these some of these complicated cases and trying to figure them out, putting the puzzle pieces together and trying to interpret what the court said. So you just kind of get sucked in and I can't imagine doing anything different. No one can break down a sentence like you can. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I'll i be looking at something and be so confused and Jill can look at it for a minute and go, oh, it's this, this, and this. Um, and I think that's just case records brain. You guys are, you, you live and breathe it. Um, Chelsea, did you join case records by accident? So not entirely. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, obviously, I never really chose to like come into this career, but like, 
uh, how obviously living in a rural community, Susanville is a smaller town, um, the prison offered a lot of great opportunities. And like when I was looking for a different job, you know, um, I was still going to college and then trying to better myself. Um, I saw a job flown for, you know, an OAOT and I was like, I'll test for it. I tested and within two months I was hired for a position here. It was very fast. And then um, I guess I told myself, like right when I started, I always had an interest like in the criminal justice system and starting out as an OT, you're kind of like the background. You're getting to see like the whole file and getting to see everything. And it just piqued my interest. And I, I it is kind of addicting, like Jill said, like once you start, you you want to learn more and you want to move move further, you know, and for me, that's kind of what I did. I just kind of started out as an OT and moved my way up being an analyst into being a supervisor. And um, I guess where I sit now, like the most, like the biggest thing I love about my job is being able to teach and train other people because our jobs are so complicated that I do enjoy that part of the job of being able to learn something new. I mean, I've learned amazing things from Jill. And just like you said, she can break down a case like no other. And I have those experiences with her too. And being able to take what I've learned from other people such as Jill and be able to teach my own staff that is, I think, really, really important in our job that we do. Definitely. And I just want to point out to our listeners that just about every person that we've interviewed on this podcast started out with the department as an office technician, an office assistant, an analyst. Even our even our secretary was a student assistant in victim services when he started, and now he runs the whole dang department. So there are growth opportunities at CDCR. I just wanted to say, because we do get sucked, like I said, we get sucked into this and Chelsea said the same thing. I have to say, because of that, is why we have such a great dedicated group of people um, that really do a really great job and care about what they do. It's hard to explain into words, case records, staff, but the, you know there is this really strong dedication to what they do and the hard work that they do. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think too, Jill, like we see lots of people with lots of time in the department that stay within case records too. Like even Jill having 30 years, myself having 17 years, I work with people in my office that have 33 years and most of the staff here are well over 15 years. We don't, so it, it's, it's good when we get the new people in. We love that because we want to suck them in forever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of training, you mentioned Jill, there's policies change, laws change. Um, I could probably name like 10 off the top of off the top the top of my head just in the last few years. What challenges uh, do case records folks face and what training is available for them? I think the biggest challenges is just a lot has happened recently with uh, a lot of law changes and those affect you know any any department but it does specifically I know living it affect uh, records. Um, with the amount of changes. Um, I think we do our best to uh, provide training for these new policies. Um, what I'm really looking forward to is we're really going to try to push and do some more individual training um, in more in-person training um, for everybody. Uh, I love training. I think training is extremely important. Um, we whether we do it via uh, teams or in person um i really really am a big advocate for providing 
the institutions and the record staff as much training as possible to help do their their job and you know especially to keep up with these changes it's very difficult to keep up with all these changes um they're doing a great job but it is difficult you also mentioned that you're very um that training is very important to you chelsea how do you um how does that translate at the institution what sort of um training opportunities are available so all the training that case records um all the new policy and procedures and everything that like headquarters case records puts out, we take that training and we do one-on-one training with certain staff when they've missed it, or we do training as a whole department. Um, I mean, we go and case records provides great training. So, I mean, they do a lot of in-depth detailed training because like, it's very important. We have a huge responsibility, you know, to the inmates, to the families, to victims, to public safety. So like, Training is a huge part of our job to be up to date on all of the stuff that has been put out there. So we take what Case Records does and we implement it here at the facility. You do have a huge responsibility in Case Records. The, you know, that um, the, those dates, um, that's like the most important thing to, to someone. Um, and every anytime there's been a change, you know, that's about 100,000 people that could potentially be impacted. So I really appreciate the work that Case Records does, and I think everybody else should too. But it's a stressful job. Um, You can end up working late nights, long hours. How, I'll start with Jill, how do you, how do you balance? How do you take care of yourself? Well, I was much better at it when I was an administrator before I became chief, I'll be honest. I feel Um, ya, I feel ya. (laughs) I'm still learning how to balance it at this point. But I will say, um, for me, I have a good support system, um, and I always take a vacation. (laughs) Yep. So um, I always do try to make sure I try to take a vacation. Um, That helps me revive myself. And then, of course, I do have a new grandson that I just love. Congratulations. (laughs) To uh, spend some time with when I can and makes you forget everything else. For a little bit of a little bit of time, so um, that's what I do. Um, I'm still I'm still navigating. Yep, I I have I have the same I have the same struggle, um, but I'm trying to be better too. Um, Chelsea, how do you how do you keep that balance? So my job's a little different than you two ladies. Um, it's a lot easier for me to leave work at work. I really do. Um, some of the cases we handle and different things that's hard. And I try to when I walk out the door every single day, I try to just you know, leave whatever's going on at work, at work. And then when I get home, it's all about my family, you know, and just doing things that make me happy. Um, I always tell everybody in here, like sometimes just walking away and getting a breath of fresh air is like a huge thing, even when you're within the office, because we spend eight to 10 hours or plus at our computers. So sometimes just walking outside and, you know, taking a fresh breath and walking back in kind of can, you know, I don't know, it kind of lifts you back up a little and you can kind of focus on things a little bit better. Um, I also like in, in office, like wellness wise, like I believe like, you know, team building and doing things like positive in the office, you know, and like camaraderie just to help balances the balance, the challenges of our job. Definitely. I've always, uh... Uh, I've always felt that the case records team, what I'm most familiar with at headquarters, is a really good team. You know that that works well together. Um, so as we as we wrap up, um, you know we've talked about uh, case records, the kind of changing landscape of criminal justice and sentencing, this huge responsibility, all the opportunities, the great teams. 
I want to know what you would have told Jill 30 years ago getting ready to walk into Folsom Prison. What advice would you have given her? Oh, boy. Um, gosh, I don't think I'd do anything different. Yeah. So that's, that's a hard question to, to answer. I think the choices I've made throughout my career and the locations that I have transferred to or promoted to um, have helped me put me in the position that I am today. So I would have to say, I, I don't know what I would say. What would you tell someone if they came to you saying, hey, Jill, uh, your job is seems so interesting. I, I want to get into case records. What advice would you? You know, I would probably tell them to, it's a great, I think it's a great career. I think it's a great topic. I think it's always interesting. So other than I would say, take a lot of notes, be patient, be organized, know your resources, because we have so many resources through um, all of the ever-changing laws. You just, you just need to know, be organized, and know where to find your stuff. What about you, Chelsea? What advice would you give someone at the beginning of their case records career? So right at the end, what Jill said was exactly the advice I would give, you know, is be flexible, research your answers, um, double check your resources, um, taking good notes. Those are, that's huge. Lots of people just think they can remember everything. And our jobs are so complex that taking good notes when you're getting trained is huge because we can refer back to those any day. And um, I just use the tools that are provided to you. That's a huge thing. Awesome. Well, thank you both for taking the time to be on the podcast and talk about your jobs. I appreciate your work so, so, so very much. Um, And I think it's one of those kind of hidden parts of the department. So I'm really glad that that we could share um, some more info about about what you do and what all the case records people do. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. That's it for CDCR Unlocked, the podcast of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with our case records team. They are awesome. Um, And I'm sure I'll be hitting Jill up soon with uh, plenty more questions. Um, You can find CDCR Unlocked anywhere where you find podcasts. And you can learn more about our department at cdcr.ca.gov. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.